Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to do a review of the past transit of Rahu and Ketu. So we'll do a little review of what Rahu and Ketu are, how long it takes them to transit, the areas of life that they may have impacted us for the last cycle, and just do a little personal introspection. But before we get too deep into this podcast, I first of all want to say happy full moon. If you're listening to this on March 18th, 2022, this is the release date. And I always love when Friday falls on a new moon or full moon. I always think it's especially sweet to give you a newer full moon wish personally. So happy full moon. And even if you're listening to this afterwards, this podcast is definitely going to still be supportive. I always like to begin podcasts by reminding you all that I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer. And if you would like to calculate your Vedic birth chart, this is where the planets were literally and astronomically at the moment of your birth. You can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings and then chart to calculate your birth chart. If you would like to understand more about the difference between Western tropical astrology or Vedic sidereal astrology, you can go back to my website, click on media and then astrology now. And I have have a podcast embedded there that will help you understand the difference between these two systems a little bit more. So again, in this podcast, we are kind of synthesizing a 18 month review with the full moon. And, and my intention with this podcast is really to encourage deeper introspection, deeper reflection, maybe helping you to bring name to something or to find deeper meaning in something that occurred in this previous cycle of life. You know, I think that as astrologers, sometimes we take for granted that we have the ability of continuously tracking the planet. So when things occur in our life, we're like, oh, there it is. That's why. But if we don't have a program or if we're still learning astrology or we're still learning how to track astrology, having someone to kind of walk us through the important dates and remind us of the meanings of things, I know it can be profoundly helpful. So that's one of my intentions with this podcast. And if you are one of those folks who are a little bit more keen on transits and, and understanding of things, I do hope that this podcast still serves you well because I do have some points of contemplation that may help you feel a little bit more revived and refreshed moving into your next cycle of time. So first of all, on March 16th, which is two days after this posts, we are experiencing a massive transit, a transit that only occurs once every 18 months. And this transit is so significant because it's of the karmic nodes of Rahu and Ketu. And so remember that the karmic nodes are shadow planets. They do not physically exist. They're very elusive, illusionary, and they bring up really karmic, interesting experiences to the surface. And even though they are shadow planets, these are the entities that are responsible for things like eclipses, which are massive portals in time, and Kala Sarpa Yoga, Time Serpent Yoga, which is almost like a karmic vortex. In our own personal birth charts, Rahu is an insatiable desire and obsessiveness, and it connects us to the material world. It shows desire. 
And K2 is kind of what separates us from the material world. It shows an area of life that we've spent a lot of time trying to master in previous lifetimes. So we have this beautiful duality of being pulled into material reality while being pulled out of material reality. And it's these karmic nodes that move and turn and churn to, again, distribute karma kind of keep us engaged and in bondage to the cycle of life, the cycle of incarnation. And so that's us on a personal level. But when we're looking at the globe, then this is going to show karmic events that have been boiling under the surface for us to take care of, for us to reckon with and to grow through to evolve with because that's ultimately the point we are put into material reality so that we can grow and evolve to the next stage right it's like every lifetime every birth is hopefully like a level up and so even us as a collective society we're needing to level up we're needing to do better we're needing to learn we're needing to grow and evolve and so with all of that being said between september 20th 2020 and March 16th, 2022, Rahu moved into the sign of Taurus and Ketu moved into the sign of Scorpio. And so on a global scale, we saw what happened, right? With all of that, there was so much secrecy and interesting things coming to light in the media about people in positions of power. You know, there was so much around money and wealth and economy changes in the economy big drastic changes right and again there there were things with jeffrey epstein and these other people in power secrets that were kind of coming out and there was also so much around transformation really deep change culturally we as a culture and a society globally changed the way that we were doing things you know, and, and that kind of started beforehand when Rahu and Ketu were in Gemini and Sagittarius, of course. But, you know, a lot really, really shifted almost permanently during this time period. And Scorpio, of course, is all about that transformation and change and growth. And so just first of all, just taking a moment, right, for you in your own personal life, just take a moment and reflect from September 2020 to March 2022, what all happened? You know, what were some of the main themes? And we're going to come back to this. Just kind of get the wheels turning here. I'm sure some of you already have a few big points kind of coming up. And I am going to go over the areas of life that were in focus for each of the 12 zodiac signs. But if you want a full horoscope, I am including the links in the show notes to one podcast doing the horoscopes for each of the 12 zodiac signs from September 20th, 2020 to March 2022, which is obviously a transit of the past now. And then I also included my more recent podcast, giving you a horoscope for the next 18 months for you. So you can see those in the show notes. But very briefly, looking at our charts, if you are an Aries moon, Aries ascendant, Libra moon, Libra ascendant, the past 18 months had a lot to do with wealth and finances, transformation and change, death and rebirth experiences. For Taurus Moon, Taurus Ascendant, or Scorpio Moon, Scorpio Ascendant, all about relationship, connection, 
self, individuality, being an individual while striving for interdependence. If you were a Gemini moon, Gemini ascendant, Sagittarius moon or rising, all about health and healing, revival, maybe things from the past coming up to the surface, co-workers, day-to-day work life, maybe even around pets, but there's also so much around spirituality, maybe even foreign places, maybe even feeling kind of isolated. If you are a Cancer moon, Cancer ascendant, Capricorn moon, Capricorn ascendant, all about creativity and expression, maybe even children, expansion, growth, friendship, network circles, hopes and wishes being in transition. Leo moon, Leo ascendant, Aquarius moon, Aquarius ascendant, all about work life, things that work change authority, all about your home life, maybe literally changing where you live, decoration, maybe issues with your mother. Virgo moon, Virgo ascendant, Pisces moon, Pisces ascendant, all about dharma, spirituality, path, foreign places, really connecting with your purpose, maybe even issues with the father, could have also brought issues with the siblings, travel, small distance travel, um, developing skills, maybe learning something new, and also a lot with the media and maybe publishing. So that is a very quick recap for each of the 12 signs. Again, I included a full horoscope in the show notes. So maybe as you've been listening to those, it's kind of jogged your memory or reminded you of something that's happened in the last 18 months for you. But some of the questions that I really want you to think about is what were, first of all, just some of the major events that occurred? What were some of the major things that happened to you between September 2020 and March 2022? What were the themes of the year? And so the themes of the year could have been health and healing It could have been family matters. It could have been matters of relationship, matters of wealth. Choose two or three, maybe words or phrases to define the themes. You know, for me, I think healing is a really big one. I think development, you know, development of the career is a really big one. Development of network circles is a really big one. So maybe that can kind of help inspire you. I know for a lot of clients who have been speaking with relationships, intimacy was a huge theme. It could have been that you had a child or maybe you conceived a baby in this time. So just kind of think about the themes. Again, pick two or three of them. After the themes... Take time to consider what your biggest accomplishments were. What were some of your biggest wins this year? One of my biggest wins was launching my Inner Knowing Vedic coaching program. Such a huge experience, so fun, so rewarding. I also got a dog big accomplishment. I've been wanting a dog for a long time, too scared, got put into my hands. It was great. So think about some of the biggest accomplishments and give yourself a pat on the back. What were some of the biggest losses? What were some of the biggest losses? 
And sometimes losses have no purpose in our life. It feels like this aching hole, you know, and that's okay if that's what that is right now. And were there losses that you could find meaning in? You know, for me, I think about in this period, actually, I did lose a relationship. And that was very positive for me. I lost some friends. And that was also really painful, really painful. And also so positive for me. So positive. So is it possible to look at, again, not all the losses, but maybe some of the losses and see what was the benefit? How did it help you grow? How did it orient you towards a better direction for yourself? The next contemplation piece will be what did you learn about yourself? Choose two or three things about what you learned about yourself in the last 18 months. It could be more than that, but at least two or three, because I know that you learned something about yourself. And finally, was there anything that changed in terms of what you want in life? Between September 2020 and March 2022, did what you want out of your life change? And if so, what was it? I think it's always fun to do this because it helps us zoom out. Because even what we want right now may change in the next 18 months. It kind of helps us release attachment to the outcome of things. So take some time to consider if that's even a a part of your life. It may not be. But if anything changed in regards to what you want in life, what was it then and what is it now? So again, first of all, the major events in life. Second of all, the themes of the last 18 months, name at least two or three, the biggest wins, the biggest losses, slash what meaning could you find in these losses, if possible. Five, what did you learn about yourself? Two or three things. Six, did anything change in regards to what you wanted in life? After all of this, after moving through these steps, which you might again need to pause the recording or do it later, Take a few steps back, observe your notes, observe your thoughts, and if you could give one word for the last 18 months, what would that word be? And I am so curious. I love stuff like this. If you would like to email me your word, I would love to hear it. Your word to describe the last 18 months after kind of processing and looking at everything as a whole. And as usual, after taking time to reflect and to gain a little bit deeper insight and deeper awareness into ourselves, which we so very rarely make time to do, you know, sometimes we get so caught up in our day-to-day life and it's just like just trying to put one foot in front of the other, like doing this sometimes can be difficult unless we get a reminder. So I hope that this was a reminder to slow down and to really find the meaning in the past 18 months for you to really bring meaning and value to your experiences. And so again, after taking time to do that review, 
creating space to set the intention of releasing and letting go. It's so funny. I saw on Instagram one of um, a woman I follow named Anita. Y'all may know Anita. She posted something and it was about how we get so busy. Sometimes we even forget that it's a full moon. And it's so true. You know, some of us are just moving through life as I was saying, and we forget what the moon phase is or where the planets are or what's going on. And the moon is one of the most sacred symbols. In Vedic philosophy, the moon is so sacred. It's got this really close association with Krishna. We can see Shiva wearing the moon in his hair on top of his head. You can see Shiva depicted with the moon. And in various Vedic texts, we hear stories where the moon phase is always included. You know, it's always an event is always done on an auspicious day or the baby is always born on an auspicious day. And it's always referring to the astrology. And I think that this is something that we get so far removed from. And full and new moons happen every month. And so I think that we begin to kind of take them for granted. But I want to remind you all that it is the moon in Vedic astrology that has to do with our mind and our emotional state and our mental state and our inner happiness. And if it weren't for the moon as well, we would never have eclipses. What causes the eclipses are Rahu and Ketu, of course, the sun, and then the moon (laughs) that's constantly on the move. And maybe we take its phases for granted, but it has such a potential power. And so with this first full moon of this next 18-month cycle, as Rahu, the forward-moving, you know, insatiable karma enters Aries, and Ketu, the quiet, still, you know, moksha karka, significator of spirituality, enters Libra, what do we want to leave in the past? It could be the last 18 months. It could be even before then, but very intentionally taking time to consider what you would like to release and surrender for the next 18 months ahead. And when you have this in your mind, when you think about what you are ready to release and let go of, ask yourself why. Because it's the why that actually motivates us to do it. And I I don't think I've ever shared this on the public podcast. I know I shared it on Instagram, but for such a long time, when I first entered the spiritual community, we would talk about, you know, letting go around the full moon. And I'd always think, again, this was years ago, I was experiencing a really bad eating disorder. It was after my dad died, I developed an eating disorder so I had something else to focus on right that's usually how the mind works and again this was years ago I feel fine I've mentioned it before and I had so many people reaching out asking me if I'm okay which is sweet but totally fine (laughs) totally good in fact it feels so far away that it's like I can't even think of anything wise to say around it really anymore because it's like so far out of my psyche but if people ask me questions I can usually kind of like remember things but again it's like I hardly ever bring it up because it feels like it's not even a part of now but I'm bringing it up because I always wanted to release it you know and for so long I was like man I don't want to have this burden but when I found a why that was powerful enough 
that's when I knew I had to make a change. And that change was actually yoga. It was finding yoga. And why was to get healthier? Why was to actually move towards liberation? It's like I found this practice that was all about being free and being liberated. And yet I was, you know, affiliated (laughs) with this thing that was nothing but bondage. And so my why was that I wanted to be free. I wanted to do this venture with health and wellness. I wanted to feel good. I wanted to truly embody what the practice represented. And when I found that why, I threw my scale away. I stopped engaging in those activities because I found something that was big enough to make me change. And I know that it's not that simple for everyone. We're all moving through our own various challenges. But this is why I'm saying that the why is important (laughs) because we can have something in our life like, oh, yeah, I want to release my ex or I want to release, you know, ties to this company or I want to release the grief. But when we get into I want to release the grief so that I can open my heart again, I want to release the grief so that. I can really be present with the people in front of me. I want to release the grief so that, again, I can feel free. I can feel liberated. I want to fully release my ex so that I can fully embrace somebody new. I want to release my ex so that I can be completely 100% authentic with this new person so that I'm not constantly projecting onto them so I can see them clearly. Really take time to think about what you are done with what you want to release, what you want to let go of, give yourself three or four solid whys to motivate you, to inspire you, to create that change. And sometimes the change is slow and sometimes it's not linear. You know, some of us listening to this, we may want to release a negative thought pattern. We may want to release grief. We may want to release pain from the past. Some of us may want to release an addiction to Frito-Lay. You know what I mean? Like it could be something where it's not necessarily super harmful or super toxic. It's just something you're wanting to let go of to improve yourself. Others listening may have something really serious going on. Not to trivialize anything, of course. There's no better or worse. It's just severity, right? But regardless of what it is that you want to let go of or the severity of what you're wanting to let go of, what's important to stay connected to is that motivating factor and to remind yourself that healing and growth and evolution, it's not a linear path. You don't evolve to a stage and then just stay on that stage. We are human beings. We are made of organic material. We fluctuate. We wane like the moon. We go up and down. Some days we're on top of our game. Other days we're not. And at the end of the day, what matters is how willing we are to remind ourselves of why we want to change and to commit ourselves to that change, to commit ourselves to growth, to moving forward so that we're not carrying these wounds with us cycle after cycle after cycle. And so this is a big opportunity to set aside what was, to set aside what needs to stay in the past so that we can actually move into the future. And I want to say, you know, for all of you, wherever you are on your journey, when I was experiencing the disorder, I thought I was going to be like that forever. And I just thought that it was something I was going to have to deal with. 
And I remember my therapist at the time, she told me, you know, there's going to be a day where you don't think about this all the time. And I almost couldn't believe her. And now being on the other side of everything, I can't believe how free I am. I can't believe how much changed. And so wherever you are, whatever you're trying to reach, it's possible to move forward. It's possible to feel differently. It's possible to evolve, even if it doesn't feel attainable in this moment. So I hope that this served you well. I hope that you're feeling inspired for the next 18 months ahead. I hope that you're really taking time to give yourself the gift of reflection and introspection and really taking seriously the cycle of time, really feeling inspired to stay connected to the planetary cycles and really honoring them like we've done traditionally in every single culture for years and years and years before more recently in modern times. So important. We are so blessed to have access to this information and it is my biggest honor in this life to share anything that I know with you guys. <laughs> I don't know it all. I don't know a lot, but what I do know, it's so um, such a blessing to be able to share it. So I do hope that it's helpful. If you have any questions, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can sign up for Patreon, patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast, where I do weekly horoscopes for each of the 12 zodiac signs. My Instagram is astrologynow underscore podcast. And my website is innerknowing.yoga. Again, my name is Christine. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much.